Greetings, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. I'm here with Ryan Sprague and Shane Hurd. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Today, we're having a casual conversation about that thing that just won't leave the headlines, and that is the whole Storm Area 51 business. I suspect you already know what that is, but if you're not familiar with it, the Storm Area 51 thing started as a joke that this guy named Matty Roberts posted to Facebook on June 27th of this year. What he did was create an event on Facebook titled Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, and the description for the event simply stated, we will all meet up in rural Nevada and coordinate our parties. If we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. Well, Roberts has admitted that he created the event as a joke after watching Area 51 whistleblower Bob Lazar and filmmaker Jeremy Corbell on the Joe Rogan Experience, but that didn't stop the event from spreading like wildfire. Millions of people signed up for the event, and media outlets around the world ran with stories about this Storm Area 51 event. So initially, before people were really realizing that this was just a joke, it was even prompting responses from the military, warning against any attempted action at the secret facility. But many of us rolled our eyes at this thing from the very beginning and suspected that If anybody actually showed up on the date of this supposed event, September 20th, it would just be a few people who would hang out, grab drinks, and talk about UFOs. No storming. Even further, some of us speculated from the start that if anything materialized with this whole thing, it would just wind up being a Woodstock-type gathering. Well, fast forward to today. That's essentially what it's become. Storm Area 51 has become an event called Alien Stock. And... There are spin-off events too. Storm Area 51 Base Camp and Peace Stock 51 are two of the other events allegedly taking place on the same weekend. So this thing is a giant cluster. And like I said, this thing just won't get out of the headlines. I mean, just this morning, we're recording this on Saturday, and just this morning, HLN did a segment on Storm Area 51, and they interviewed Roberts. So, I mean, we're seeing this in the headlines every day. New details about the local authorities and the actions they're taking. So what we wanted to do today is just take off our journalistic hats and just have a frank discussion about this thing and share some of our personal opinions. So first, guys, are either of you going to any of these events? (laughs) <laughs> um, I was actually going to go to the uh, the Storm Area 51 base camp event. Uh, I was asked to come out there and and speak at that one, Jason. Yeah. But I I completely forgot to check my calendar, and I'm doing another conference that exact mm. same weekend. So um, I I'd been you know signed on to do this other event for almost a year now. Yeah, I've been super excited and stoked about it. I'm meeting like. John Tenney and Nick Redfern for the first time ever. Uh, Cheryl Cost is going to be there. So I was like, I can't. I can't. I just can't give it up to go to uh, 
presumably what could be a disaster or or on the flip side it could be something super big and fun but um yeah yeah i was originally gonna go but yeah yeah unfortunately i can't what about you shane are you making the track out to area 51 i i'm not and I, I guess my opinion has been uh, expressed on uh, Facebook uh, frequently, and I basically have said, uh, stay home, stay free, and, you know, stay alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> but obviously the, the, the ten, tenor of it and everything has changed. That was, that was when it was actually Storm Area 51. However, now, you know, it'd be kind of cool probably. It's going to probably end up being a big party, who knows, but... Um, no, I'm not planning on going. Yeah, I think stay home is is some good advice, and a lot of people have been been uh, offering that advice. I know both of you have actually been to the area. You both have been right there at Area 51, and Ryan, you've been there recently. So, for people who aren't familiar, sort of describe the area. You know that whole surrounding. It it, it it's a schlep to get out there, first of all, but but describe the area around Area yeah. 51. I mean. I, I was pretty naive, too, when I got out there. You know, I thought, like, oh, it's going to be like a 10, 15, 20-minute ride from Las Vegas. Right. Little did I know how far Rachel actually is. Mm-hmm. The, the small town ship, I guess you can call it, of Rachel, Nevada. It's not even a really a town. It's one restaurant, bar, and a couple, like, trailers and tents in the back. But um, it it's a long drive, man, from any sort of civilization endless endless desert gorgeous absolutely beautiful drive but my god i drank two cups of coffee in rachel and i had to get out and pee at least like four times before i actually got <laughs> to anywhere even resembling a gate that, of Area that, 51. that is an important point right because yeah. <laughs> there is nothing there there's yeah. no gas stations no hotels <laughs> No restaurants, so yeah. Nope. If you have to pee, you you do have to pull over to the side of the road. I mean, can I can I add too, Jason? You gotta know where you're going. Yeah. I we drove out to where we thought the gate was gonna be, and we got lost. We had to turn around and go back for two hours back to Rachel and get actual directions. Turn around Whoa. and go back, and that's on like just you know fumes of gas at that point. So Whoa. make sure your gas tanks are full and you have. Backup. That's all I'm gonna say. Is that how you experienced it too, Shane? With your drive out there, did it surprise you how how sparse it is? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a good hour and a half drive or more, and it's it's pretty desolate the whole way. And and remember, you know, a good portion, at least the last leg of the trek, is on the nuclear test site, the Nevada nuclear test site. Well, you're not going to have civilization civilization on a on a nuclear test site, and you go quite a ways in some really desolate desert. And I mean, you know, I live in Arizona here, and of course, there's plenty of desert, but the desert there is really sparse. I mean, you barely have any shrubbery at all, and uh, you know, some cactus and very little of that even. So. I mean, this is some really desolate stuff, and that that trek from I think um, I went to the back gate when I went, and I would never have found it if it weren't for I had stopped at that little um, oh it's like looks like a Quonset hut and has a big robot in front. That guy I can't remember the name of it, some alien stop or whatever. I mean, it's a cool kitschy store. Absolutely, mm-hmm. if you're gonna go, stop by there, see that guy, support him. 
uh, and he used to work at Area 51. And so he was super informative and very helpful. And he gave us explicit directions. And so we were able to get there, you know, in a pretty straight shot. But again, if you're going there, I mean, do not count on any service whatsoever. I mean, it, there is nothing there. And that little um, restaurant at Rachel, cool little bar and stuff, and Pat, she's really sweet and everything. It's a neat little fun, kitschy thing to do, but that that is not going to support thousands of people in any way, shape, or form as far as I can tell. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, they're expecting thousands of people to show up to, what is this now? We're up to like three events happening mm-hmm. in the vicinity least, within yeah. 40 miles of one mm-hmm. one another. So I don't know how they're going to do it. And we, we've already heard like locals being like, yeah, come out here. We're going to be out there with our guns stopping you. It's not the government <laughs> or the military that's going to be stopping these people. It's these small communities out there that are like, no, we don't want you out here. Yeah. It's really interesting reading the the information on the websites for these events. You know, they have the same advice that you've been offering, Ryan. Make sure that you have gas because there's no gas here. <laughs> Make sure you have your supplies. Make sure you're prepared because we have nothing here. Um, so that's there. But also fascinating is the uh town of rachel or whatever it's called um you know their own website is warning people to stay away and with that very warning that you know people here aren't happy about this and they're gonna defend their property (laughs) so Mm -hmm. they're they're the the town themselves they're, they're they're warning people hey look you're gonna be faced with the landowners here and they're going to have their guns Right, right. This isn't some major metropolitan area where everyone's like, oh, yeah, just whatever. Like everyone's property is everyone's property, at least here in Mm. New York, like you're on top of one another. But out there, they take their land very seriously. Think about the the type of person who would live in a place like that. I imagine it's it's somebody who is there for a reason and they want their privacy. (laughs) Yeah, we yeah. have that here in Arizona, and I, I live on the kind of the outskirts of Phoenix, and there's a place called New River, and just just for <laughs> for fun, you know, on more than one occasion, like the ATF, and, and you know, has to go out there, and they find some prepper guy, and he's yeah. got a shed full of dynamite, and I mean, this is the kind of people who, who they, they, on purpose, live in a very remote area, they don't want people near them and it's it's as serious as a heart attack so can you imagine living in that remote of an area uh no thanks i'm not messing with those folks yeah no and that's smart that's very smart of you shane um yeah there's no reason to so here's something i want to bring up and and talk about a little bit and that is the whole aspect of this generating the hype the hoopla that it has you know we can't get away from seeing it in the headlines now. Um, we, it's been that way for, you know, at least a month now. And just prior to that, you know, we had this huge momentum where a lot of people, and I don't necessarily ascribe to this uh, opinion, but a lot of people were celebrating um, all of the UFO headlines that we'd seen in mainstream media um, in recent months related to um, the Navy's UFO videos, um, ATIP, all that stuff, and, and uh, To the Stars, their television show. 
But, uh, you know, a lot of people and the thing I, I don't necessarily agree with is that, oh, yeah, we're finally seeing mainstream media report on UFOs. We're seeing uh, an uptick in the number of, of stories about UFOs. And, you know, my position has always been that there are always stories about UFOs. That's not anything new. And, yes, media outlets around the world, even mainstream, that the main players um, constantly write about UFOs. It's not, not something new. This particular story was cool because it was coming from official channels. It was about the military, about the Navy, and about congressional people being briefed and things like that. So that was all very exciting, very, very high-level things that seemed to be happening at a rapid pace. That was all very cool. But right after that, we get bombarded with headlines about Storm Mary 51, show us them aliens, and by the way, we're going to just have a music festival with a bunch of weirdos in the desert. And I haven't mm-hmm. heard those same people saying, hey, yay, look, the mainstream media is writing about UFOs and writing about aliens and writing about Area 51. And probably for good reason, because, you know, this is making, I mean, it's, it's a goofy thing. It deserves to kind yeah. of be ripped on a bit. Um, you've got mm-hmm. a bunch of, you know, kind of out there people. And, you know, I love you, UFO community, I do. But this isn't necessarily the UFO community, right? The guy who's starting this is a is a young college guy. He's a gamer. He's just like, you know, like a lot of people in the general public are all, yeah, UFOs, woo! And, you know, that's cool and it has its place. But, you know, when we're coming off of something where UFOs are finally being taken seriously to mm-hmm. now all the UFO talk is there are a bunch of wackos going to the desert, you know, destroying this tiny town and they're just going to get high and have sex with each other and go yeah man aliens are cool um what do you think that does to the the perceived momentum um for getting ufos taken seriously in the general public well i mean we are our own worst enemies when it comes to the ufo community we always have been Mm -hmm. and i hate to say that but it's true i mean one minute we're getting congressional hearings uh possibly we're getting uh, really solid documented things, credible things like what Tom DeLong has done. Yeah. And then, you know, you turn around the next week and you've got Storm Area 51 or you've got the Bob Lazar story creeping up again. And look, I, I'm i actually on the side of believing a lot of what Bob Lazar says, but I also can't pretend to know how much baggage comes with that as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much... Uh, discredited stuff that's come out of the Bob Lazar story, which is what most people know about Area 51. Not mm-hmm. the top secret, you know, F-117s that were made there, or, you know, Aurora, um, Oxcart, all that good, amazing technology we created. They know the story about Bob Lazar mm-hmm. and reverse-engineered alien technology. And I think it's tough, because it just, it muddies the water on everything we've worked so hard to achieve in the past couple of years, uh, the UFO community and what Tom DeLong has done. So I'm, I'm frustrated by it. Uh, I find myself caught right in the middle of all of it and being excited one second about, you know, all these people going out to area 51 and then the next minute being like, what, this is like five steps backwards from where we were a year ago. So I don't know. It, it's tough guys. I'm, I'm, I'm very bipolar on the whole thing. What do you think? Yeah, and that's a good word for it, too. I mean, it's like a split personality with Mm -hmm. ufology, right? You have this kitschy pop culture side 
versus the scientific, very serious side. And it is, it's like this dance of one step forward and two steps back, you know, and especially with with the fact that we, we are, we take it serious. And when you've seen this, um, you know, uh, accomplishment of some very serious things taking place with ufology and, and getting an air of credibility, both from the government and from, from the media. And, and then this comes up and, and, and it just, it does, it kind of smears or besmirches the reputation of the serious side for this whole kitschy thing. I'm not saying it was planned or anything like that. It's just this duality that we constantly have to live with, with ufology. And it's frustrating, like you said, Ryan. I mean, it just, it is. It's very irritating in some respects. But, you know, on the one side, you know, yeah, it is kind of fun and kitschy. And that part maybe, like, inspires interest, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, young people or people who are not serious. And then maybe they gravitate to the serious side, you know. So there's a place for it, I suppose. But, you know, it's, it's just such a difficult thing to manage and and do so in a way that that you know maintains credibility so i don't know what we do about it probably nothing you just got to live with it but um you know it is it's a real factor in this whole thing yeah i agree and i share in the frustration it is it is frustrating but then i have to you know practice what i preach and and i always tell people to not get so worked up and worried about ufology and UFOs in general and the, the poor, poor, delicate UFOs, right? People are always worried about how the public is going to perceive UFOs and, and ufology is not going to be able to survive because negative things like this happen in the press. And so people will stop taking it seriously and therefore ufology is going to die. And what I always remind people is that, look, we all, we all agree that there's substantial evidence for UFOs and perhaps even that some UFOs are extraterrestrial in origin. And if we truly believe that the evidence is as strong as we do, then we, we don't need to worry about UFOs. UFOs are just fine, right? They don't, they don't need yeah. us like sitting there going, oh, no, my baby, don't hurt my baby, um, worrying about what other people are thinking. Like if, they, if the evidence is as strong as we say it is, then UFOs and the study of UFOs is going to be just fine. But that being said, this does, you know, sort of encourage that or bring back that uh, the reason for for the ridicule factor with UFOs, because this is what's being presented to them. They're seeing these people. That's that's what they're seeing as UFO people. And so they see a bunch of goofballs on TV getting drunk and swaying their hands to music and going, yeah, we want to see aliens. And they're all, yep. That's that's why we don't say that we believe in UFOs or extraterrestrials because mm-hmm. that's what people think that that means I am and I am not Which that. Is, I don't want to be affiliated with that. Right. right. And that's what's frustrating is we know that not many UFO people are going to go to this thing right. because they're mm-hmm. smart enough to know uh a that, you know, unlike my naive notion of going out there and not knowing how far it is from civilization, uh they know that Let's say 10% of what Bob Lazar said was true, that some sort of alien technology was being worked on there or there's, you know, bodies stored there from Roswell or whatever, whatever. We know when Area 51 first became known to the public, that crap was moved somewhere else immediately. So for anyone thinking there's actually anything alien at Area 51, I, I tend to err on the side of 
maybe at one time, but definitely not when you're going out there on September 20th. That stuff was gone a long time ago. Or it's underground. And, like, that's that's the other big thing. These people think mm-hmm. they're going to storm a gate. Um, I, I know we're more into the alien stock feel festival now, but you know there's going to be some people who actually try to run onto that base. And the first building is probably what? Uh, Seven like miles. 15 miles yeah. or something like that from the actual gate. So I think people are in for a very sobering experience going out there. If they're looking to actually get anything in terms of information so to see that there are some educational things going on out there at this base camp thing that's i guess that's a plus yeah i don't know yeah i mean they are going to have lectures they are going to have you know jeremy corbell is going to be there screening his film bob lazar so yeah that stuff is cool and you know i i really i mean I, i know there are plenty of dumb people, but I really don't think anybody's going to try to storm anything. I think it's all just a goofy thing and something for them to latch on to and pretend to be tough, but just, again, go out and share UFO stories. And I hope that's, that's all it turns out to be. But that being said, you're right. There, there is an educational opportunity here, and I'm glad some of the events are taking advantage of that. Um, but also, I, I think something huge that will come out of this for the general public is, first of all, there's still a large percentage of the population, most likely, that still doesn't realize that Area 51 is a real thing. Now, I can't tell you how many times I get asked, so what do you think about Area 51? You think it's real? Well, we, we know Area 51 is real. <laughs> if you're asking about, are there extraterrestrials there? Have there been UFOs there? That's another story. But people are still back at that, that basic level of not knowing if Area 51 is even a real thing. But second of all, a lot of people don't know where Area 51 is, and hopefully this will <laughs> help people learn that Area 51 is in Nevada and not in New Mexico. That gets confused a lot. So, you know, at least people will learn where Area 51 is, hopefully. But, you know, I do think this has a place, right? I just think people, it should be presented in a different way, not in a, we're going to find out the truth or we're going to gain any information from the government by going out there. That's clearly not going to happen. And it's a waste of your time to go to a military base in the middle of the desert to demand answers. That's not going to happen. If you want to do that, go to Washington. This, however, if if you just want to go somewhere and have a fun time with people who have similar interests, it's just like going to a UFO conference. I think it's great. And I think people should if they want to do that and have fun with other people who like UFOs. Yeah, I was thinking, too, not to be such a downer, but the serious side of this. I mean, first of all, I think there were like 2.2 million people mm-hmm. on Facebook who responded interest in this. And even if 10% of those people showed up, you know, that was one heck of a lot of people, right? And then the other issue is, you know, would you storm Fort Hood, Texas? Would you storm... You know, Edwards Air Force Base. I mean, the storming of an American military base is not a good idea. I mean, I know they're sort of tongue-in-cheek, the whole Naruto thing and outrun bolt. Look, those guys, I don't know if you've ever seen footage of people who do venture past the signs at Area 51. Those dudes are not nice. They will. They shove a gun in your face. Mm-hmm. They call you all sorts of names. They'll throw you on the ground. They will cuff you. They. Will, I mean, this is not a pleasant experience. And in fact, they haven't. They haven't shot people. So, I mean, if you literally, if there were one thousand, five thousand, twenty thousand, two hundred thousand people, uh, their their force is going to act. 
they are going to protect that military base. And I mean, you know, this is a serious side of it. I don't know what they would do, but they would not just say, oh, okay, cool. Go ahead. Come on in. No, they're going to take action. And that action is not going to be pleasant. So, I mean, it is really quite a foolish notion to even consider doing such a thing. Now, I know it's more from that to the festival, but like I think you mentioned earlier, Ryan, uh, out of 2.2 million people, do you think there might be 10, 20, 100, 200, 300 people that maybe don't have quite all their uh, you know cards in their deck and they might try it? I think so. I think that might happen. And if that's the case, that's going to be a very ugly, ugly smear on not only the military in America, but on, on ufology as well, if that really were to happen. So, I mean... You know, I I really do fear for people who who might push it that far. Now, the whole festival thing, that's different. Hopefully, it just stays on that level and everything is cool. But, um, I mean, the reality of attempting to do such a thing is just crazy. And I would hope that no one does it. I've got two conspiracy theories for this one, guys. <laughs> This this actually came from um, a buddy of mine, uh, Alan B. Smith, who I talked to recently about this whole event. And I actually, the minute he said it, I, I was like, that's genius. I think that this whole thing is just a way to do a Blink-182 reunion show with Tom DeLonge. <laughs> and I think they're going to show up to the festival and Blink-182 is going to get back together. And this is going to be their first reunion concert. J- what do you think, Jason? I think there's zero chance of that. Damn it. <laughs> zero chance. And I'll tell you but why. That's awesome I mean, if, fun if, to if, think about. If this, if this were happening like next year, I, I would maybe entertain that possibility. But because it's happening in September, I mean, yeah. we're already in September. So not a chance. I mean, not a chance. Tom, Tom is busy with Angels and Airwaves tour. That's not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. That's very true. Although, have you seen the latest Blink-182 flyer, the UF, Adamski UFO? That was pretty interesting. I, I will tell you, most of Blink-182's posters have UFOs. And really? I, it's I just interesting, and I, I think it's because they're, they're largely fan-made, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of fans oh. equate that because they follow Tom as well. So That's cool. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. other conspiracy is that maybe... Maybe this will be like some big air show. Like we can finally, they're going to show off all the things that they've been testing at Area 51 for the public. Who knows? Maybe we're going to see some really cool uh, drones or new stealth technology. Um, a way of giving transparency to the public finally from this uh, supposedly black budget installation. So I don't know. That's Zero chance. Zero chance. Zero chance again. Yep. I am striking out. Sorry, I'm 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 bursting the balloons on this one. You know, <laughs> I, I will I will say I I think there's a high probability prob- prob- probability that some drones are going to get shot down, right? With oh, like absolutely. with like you oh, know yeah. uh, like electrical weapons or something like that, because a lot of a lot of morons are going to have drones there, and you can't have <laughs> drones there. They're going to no shut drones. that down. So Yeah, and they also, they I know that they can hack into your phone the minute you're like within a certain vicinity, so they can shut down your cameras. Um, yeah, they'll shut it was, all down. There was one other thing. Oh, they, they have that like sonar technology where they can actually make you like sick to your stomach. Right. Or get headaches or migraines. So, I mean, we're not talking guys on top of hills with guns shooting at people. I honestly don't think that's 
what they plan to do right. at all. I think they're going to be using all these other things that they have to keep people away if they do tend to get up there. That's another big thing is that back gate, Shane, um, you know as well as I do, it's – or no, I'm sorry, the front gate. The front gate is not like a little post that says do not come in here. People could drive right past that thing without even knowing it. So that yeah. could be a problem too if people yeah, don't yeah. know um, – where the actual perimeters are. To I think they're actually going to have people there. I mean, yeah. they, they've got yeah, extra, they've got extra police presence and extra military presence good for that, that weekend. So I imagine they'll have people right at the gate, which is yeah, ridiculous. I, I mean, I think, I think they blow this whole thing out of proportion. I really don't yeah. think they need to have all these people, but you know, they've been forced to, to play it safe yeah. and it's smart. And to your point, Shane, I mean, I, I do think there'll probably be some, people who don't aren't playing with all their cards that might uh, try to do something but i'm still hopeful i'm still optimistic that it's not going to be anything you know so aggressive like i'm i'm out here with all my guns i'm going to march in and i'm going to take the place um i think it's just going to be a handful of dudes who want to feel macho and they're going to mm-hmm. stand at the gate and swear at the guards. They're going to turn around and moon them, <laughs> they're <gonna laughs> dance with their asses out. I think that's what'll happen, and those guys will get arrested. But hold my beer, <laughs> yeah, hold my beer. I do got to tell you guys about my experience going there, though. Kind of with yeah. the whole drone thing and and the display of military, you know, capability. Um, so going to the back gate, you 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 pull off this little highway that that is going through the mountains and it kind of snakes and then it takes a straight shot off to rachel but where it kind of snakes out of the mountains you um so you're elevated there's this dirt road that shoots off the 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 curvy paved highway that you're on and it goes straight for 15 miles and it you know appears to just dead end into these hills well, that that's the route to the back gate, and it's this big, wide gravel dirt road, obviously maintained, and that, that's where those buses with the employees go, and they go ripping down that thing 60 mm. miles an hour. That's why it's so well-groomed and thick, heavy gravel and stuff. Well, anyway, so my wife and I, I, I just got my Camaro, and it's a convertible, and it, it's like April, and so it it's cold but nice out, and anyways, we're driving down that road, and and. Again, anyone approaching Area 51, they're going to see you for like 15 miles away, right? Your little dust cloud on your car on the straight road that goes through this flat valley. By the time you get there, they're ready for you. But at any rate, so we're in the middle of that flat valley. I had the top down and, you know, clear sky but a few puffy clouds. And all of a sudden, we're, we're, we hear this plane coming, basically military jet and i don't know if you've ever heard a military jet versus a a commercial but they're way louder uh it's like a car with no muffler and it's just i mean it rumbles and shakes your guts right and i'm driving along maybe just 35 miles an hour and this thing goes over the top of us and you you know just with with the doppler effect right you hear it coming and then it gets over it's it's loudest and then it fades away as you go so anyways we get strafed by a jet but we look up, and I had 360-degree view because the top's down. We never saw the plane. But that thing came oh, right over the top of us and gone, kind of like from the right to the left. Just shook our guts, right? There's no doubt it happened. And we're looking up for this plane, and we never saw it. So I don't know if it was just 
high enough altitude or we were just freaked out or if there was some sort of, you know, technology that just didn't allow you here. But there's no doubt it was a conventional airplane and it, it was a fighter jet. But, man, that thing, I just I thought that was the coolest darn thing, you know, because but what it did is it said, hey, we know you're here. <laughs> and we're doing something about it, you know. So I thought that was just fascinating. It was fun. But, um, yes, they have technology there, and they can use it. And I guess that's why why I brought that up, and I had that experience. It was awesome. Yeah, I, as well, Shane, have um, audio proof that they knew that I was coming. Um, I can't divulge it here right now. It will be in some coming up but um i can't wait to hear what you guys think about it, it i hope it made it into the show but um it freaked me out because you know i kind of went being like ah, nothing's gonna happen like yeah whatever i've seen the videos blah 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 we're gonna be safe but i had something happen um while we were in our vehicle maybe two miles from not even maybe a mile from the gate uh audio proof that they were tracking us and they knew why we were there who we were it was a little scary i'm not gonna lie so yeah yeah they definitely don't mess around in terms of monitoring people um mm. like jason said i i have faith in humanity that people are not going to be stupid enough to storm that gate i mean someone died two months ago doing it um mm. but uh you i i oh, you can't underestimate instagram and youtube and the pressure people will feel to get that like that one video of them doing this or whatever so mm-hmm, yeah. i don't know i don't know just go have fun if you're gonna do it that's all i have to say yeah i sound like you know yeah I sound like an old be, man i know just an old man fun. just you kids have but fun be, be reasonable safe. yeah be, be reasonable safe. make good choices yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make good choices yeah I'm the cool when, i don't know if you're going to talk about this jason but one one thing about this whole thing that strikes me and you know i kind of get into this stuff in my own head but the political science part of social media mm-hmm. and how Maddie Roberts, you know, 22-year-old college student living at home, gets on Facebook, says, oh, this would be cool, and boom, 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 boom. And 2.2 million people are motivated to action. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is an unbelievable level of power that, you know, it, it, I'm sure that makes some people stay up all night, right? And government stuff, how how you can make a call to action to millions of people in an instant and they mm-hmm. respond and you can communicate and you can organize and damn, you can do something. I mean, to me, that that's a little freaky. I mean, sure. it, it is a little freaky and a little scary because, you know, this this is a fairly harmless kind of proposition. But, you know, what if somebody made a call to do something, you know, bad. And, and I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm sure there's intelligence agencies that are up all night about this stuff. So I, I think it's really fascinating from that standpoint and also just human behavior and how, you know, how people, like you were saying, Jason, whoa, where are you, 51, cool. But there's a dark side to that and, yeah. a, you know, a serious and dangerous side too. So sure. um, it just shows the power of, of social media and, and it, for me, it, it it speaks to like what we're doing now is, you know, if we're participants in it, that, that we need to be, you know, have a sense of responsibility and make sure that what we're doing, it, it, you know, is, is, you know, appropriate 
and responsible because you know i i would hate to cause something that would cause someone to you know do something wrong or bad or ha- have some terrible experience so um you know i just think it it's a it's a good life lesson and it's a lesson in in political science and kind of the mm-hmm. modern world that we live in and ha- the responsibility that's placed on people well you know I, i'm i'm certainly an amateur with media and and boy you know you you got to be careful and you got to you know consider those things yeah, I give Maddie credit. I mean, he easily could have just been like, this is a joke. Like, you guys are all idiots or like that. But he actually like stepped up. I, I talked to him a couple weeks ago over the phone. Oh. And he's 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 definitely scared and nervous. Um, he's also uh, way in over his head in terms of what he's trying to do with this thing. Uh, but I give him credit for trying to do something positive. Um, you know, get music, have fun, mm-hmm. educate people. Um, you know, if I were him, I'd be like, let's get a bunch of like, donate money to these local charities or, or mm-hmm. help the town of Rachel. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that is what they're going to do. But the social, the social movement aspect, Shane, I think is really... Yeah. Interesting, too. Like you said, within days, this thing went to two million people. The FBI showed up to his house yep. to be like, yeah. your intentions with this? It was just a joke. But we all know how many times we've heard it was just a joke. Mm-hmm. And then right. something becomes real. So it's fascinating to think like this kid had no intention of actually doing this or even cares about the UFO community or even, you know, ufo transparency mm-hmm. or disclosure right he you know late at night listened to joe rogan and the rest is history so yeah. uh, i think it's really fascinating that you know mm-hmm. again someone comes out of the shadows and like becomes the face of ufology mm-hmm. for a brief moment in time so right i know it's, it's crazy yeah no it, it's absolutely insane but you know, again, I just hope people recognize these events for what they are. Don't go in with expectations of getting secret government information or anything like that. If you want to go and, and have a good time and talk about UFOs with people, then more power to you. But uh, as we mentioned from the start, know what you're getting into. You visit the events websites. They tell you what you should bring, which is pretty much everything because there's nothing there. You're not going for a leisurely vacation in the desert at some you know nice resort or something there there's nothing there you're going to be camping you're going to be you're going to be roughing it (laughs) so i mean that i don't know i guess that's appealing to some people to me that sounds pretty awful but you know if you want sort of a similar experience you can just go to the international ufo congress which is coming up next week and then you can stay in a hotel and have restaurants and bars around you and air conditioning and a shower <laughs> and restrooms, <laughs> you know, all the, all the creature comforts. So, I mean, you've got your options there. And uh, Shane will certainly be at the, the UFO Congress um, off and on. I'll probably be there, too. So if you see us, say hello. And Ryan, you alluded to the event that's keeping you away from storming Area 51. What event is that? I'm really excited. It's called the Michigan UFO Contact Event. Um, the only reason I, I signed on for this is because I'd never met Nick Redfern. I've never met John Tenney. And I saw that both these guys were going to be there. And I I actually reached out to the event coordinator and begged them if I could come and, um, and either just like hang out or cover the event for the podcast. Um, but they were like, no, come do a talk, do a talk. <laughs> so 
Um, that's the same weekend as Storm Area 51, September 20th and 21st in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. I'm sure the whole time I'm there, we're going to be like on our phone seeing what's going on in Nevada, though. So, I'm sure it'll yeah. be a big topic of conversation there for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But if you're if you're in that area, um, I don't know. I'm biased, but I say uh, you should probably hang 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 in the area and check out that event rather than going to Nevada for Storm Area 51. <laughs> just, just my opinion. Yeah. Well, citizens, we wrap up this episode. We invite you to come join us in the Rogue Planet Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Rogue Planet. We'd love to hear your, your thoughts on the Storm Area 51 hoopla or anything else UFO related that's on your mind. You can always find more episodes of Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider so you're notified when we publish new episodes. And if you haven't done it already, it would be awesome if you could take a minute and rate and review Unknown on your favorite podcast platform. You can always find the show at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strain. Big thanks to our talented friend and fellow Rogue Planeteer, Caleb Hanks, for the show's intro and outro music. Check out all his work at TheClerkChronicles.com. Thanks again for hanging out with us today. I'm Jason McClellan. I'm Ryan Sprague. And I'm Shane Hurd. Cheers. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange.